Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at, whether you have HA We've got a few recovery periods, we have your back, and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join, and the link is in the show notes for you. Okay, on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hypothalamic Menorrhea Podcast. Hey, hey. We are coming to you with um, a topic I have been meaning to get us to chat about for forever. Surely we've talked about it before, but maybe we haven't. It's very, and I think maybe just because it's a really loaded topic, mm. um, but we're talking about digestive challenges in recovery. Yes. This is a big topic 
And I think if anybody who is considering coaching, this is something that like, you don't need to be an expert in. There are plenty of experts. You should have some expert friends, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Expert friends in the digestive health um, arena, get you some friends. This is the importance of like networking, but um, almost every client that I've had has some level of digestive challenges related to HA. And I was one of them as well, mm. like massive. I mean, I don't even know if I could thoroughly recap the strange issues that I had. And again, I say all the time, if like I would have gone to the doctor, I don't know what I would have been diagnosed with, but I know I, I would have been walking out with some either IBS, IBD, something. And not saying that those diagnoses aren't real, but what I'm saying is like, that's how severe my symptoms were. Mm. So severe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, and I mean, to that point, right. IBS is a general term for like, yeah, I mean, you do have an irritated bowel, (laughs) but why, you know, why, what's happening? How do we resolve it? And one of the reasons it's really hard to do a podcast episode on digestive issues is that that is a term that broadly covers a lot of things, um, yes. a lot of things, everything from, you know, ulcerative colitis through to just like bad gas. To just intense bloating. Pain. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Intense bloating. Um, yeah. It's just, it is very loaded. And so therefore to say that like, here is the step-by-step in order to address yeah, no. IBS would be so foul in so many ways, just because it covers so much. But yeah. I do think it is a catch-all for the symptoms that women experience with HA. And then if like you don't know that the root cause is HA, you're going to spend so much time, money chasing these symptoms. Um, so yeah. Mm. And then yeah, there it's are like some whack-a-mole. People- it's really like whack-a-mole. Yes. yes. And then there are some people, I just want to put this out there before we dive in. Like there are some people who have had digestive issues before HA, and then it has gotten significantly worse, like amplified by like 1000, um, due to the hormonal changes that happen due to HA that do impact the gut. And so we see that as well. And hence why my like original, uh, statement was you're most likely going to experience coaching somebody with digestive issues. It's just, you know what I mean? Like Like I don't, if you're a coach. Yeah. 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 No, totally. So this is, uh, this episode is very, is good. Great for anyone who is working with women going through recovery. If you were going through recovery and you're curious about digestive issues. So what we're, we're not going to like Ashley said, go through like a step-by-step because that's not how it works. But what we can do is go through sort of um, the common resistance that digestive issues maybe cause, how to work, coach, coach yourself through them or coach others through it. Um, and just like a bit of, I don't know, what do you think about a bit of a, a background into why they're happening? You know, like what we know some digestive issues are caused by and, mm-hmm. you know, why it's a self-feeding process and you 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 gotta start healing you gotta start recovery in order to get 
kind of to make progress with your digestive issues versus what a lot of people try to do, which is resolve their digestive issues before they recover, which makes sense, right? You're like, oh, I have to eat more and gain weight. Well, I can't do that. I have digestive issues. So it's which is really valid. totally valid. So it's scarier. There are just some challenges to consider or some things to consider going in, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. Well, I also think that, and this is where it gets tricky. So I don't want anyone to take this and be like, oh, they're just oversimplifying the issue and my issue isn't real or my confusion or my Mm -hmm. frustration isn't real. No, 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 no. Let's just be so clear that we're talking about one aspect of it. This is a whole thing. This is like a whole thing. But one of the other parts that can get really confusing is that um, there is evidence, no doubt, that hormonal issues start in the gut. And so therefore women believe that they have to solve their gut issues before they can restore ovulation. And I say that with like, guys, this is not a blanket statement. However, Mm -hmm. women who have hypothalamic amenorrhea are stuck in a very vicious cycle when it comes to hormonal like restoration and digestive issues where at some point you can get so far down the rabbit hole that you can feel like it's like a self-feeding cycle. And you're like, how do I exit it? So I can make progress on either one or the other. Right. So we're not sitting here saying that that's a whole bunch of crap. You don't have to do that. But what I am saying is that we would want to aim to restore ovulation so that you have estrogen and progesterone flowing through your body, including your gut to see how much that solves. And then once you've been cycling for three to six months, see what else is left over and then take that to um, an expert because at least we have the low hanging fruit addressed, solved, handled. And now we know it's not related to a lack of estrogen and progesterone. That's yeah. just kind of my thought with that. <laughs> what yeah, do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, no, it, like there are so many things that we cannot get to without starting with recovery, like without mm-hmm. period recovery. You, it's just like a, I don't know, like a big iron gate in the way of being able to even touch these these other issues it's like you can't skip them you can't go around the side and like enter in through the back entrance to try and resolve those problems without having healthy functioning hormones it's just like other symptoms like hair loss and acne you know we find there it's this answer kind of goes with those as well like you we need to start there in so, order to see how much it resolves. Oh, I love that you said that. Um, so I follow a shout out to this chick who I'm totally fangirling girling about. There's two people who I'm currently fangirling about. <laughs> Robin and Jennifer. But anyways, uh, Robin who, uh, I can't even say. Has Robin, repl- do we have her coming into yes! the HA Society? Yes, we do. We have her booked and I'm about to just sit there okay. and like. When's her event? A million notes. Um, I think it's next month. Let me double check. Oh, okay. 
but I'm super pumped about that. So anyways, I bring that up because she also runs the skincare lab and she also, what's the name of the supplement? I use it. I love it. I'm obsessed. Ravy. I can't ever say it right. Ravy. Anyways, this is, uh, we don't get any money, but this is simply, I love this supplement. My face has not been any better. Anyways, moving on. But she talks about all the time, but that uh, the foundations for good skin is first eating enough and balance blood sugar levels because we know that that supports hormones. My, so my whole point to this is I'm not again with like the skin, I'm not saying that you don't have a unique skin situation, but what I am saying is that we have to handle the low hanging fruit for any of the other uh, protocols to be effective and or supplements to be. And because you, you might have an exasperated issue. Yes. Due to yes. your hormonal imbalance or your blood sugar imbalance. And we just like, wouldn't, you know, yeah, it, it, it could be a 30% chunk of the issue. It could be an 80% chunk of it. It could be 100%. Like everything is different and unique and you have to, you have to address it first. And so, I mean, and so from someone who sells a supplement for them to be like, look, these are the basic things that have to be in place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For this to be effective. And that's the only reason why I even take it because I know that I'm eating enough. I know that I'm doing my balanced blood sugar levels. And therefore that's why Dude, I am. I watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> um, I don't know if you do. I get crazy ads, supplement ads. Oh, or yes. There's this one, but I'm not even going to say the brand because that's not the right thing to do. But they're <laughs> <Isn't> like, <that> nice? <laughs> like, this is my favorite vegan non-toxic beauty product ever and (laughs) you know my hair was totally falling out and after using this product my like this is my hair now and I'm like no way you know and all of these all of these sort of advertisements that are basically saying like taking the responsibility away from ourselves and the power away from ourselves and saying like this problem you have is just happening to you and this product is a solution. And it's like, no, all of this is, you know, in some way addressable, at least most of the way by us. And if that's difficult to hear, okay. Yeah. So what kind of brought this all up was that um, I was just digging into the simple fact that estrogen and progesterone are throughout our body. Like I was chatting with Danny. I was on, I was listening to a functional nutrition. So I'm like, oh gosh, I didn't even know that existed. What is this about? Right. So I went down this like rabbit hole anyways. And I've heard this before and I've seen this before from other women who get pregnant, but their teeth shift. I'm like, this is wild. You know what I mean? Like, this is wild. Like, why are people's teeth shifting? Like, like what? Like progesterone, which relaxes, you know what I mean? And it was talking about that's why women's teeth shift from pregnancy and all these different things. I'm like, oh my gosh. And obviously like relaxing as well to, you know what I mean? All these things in order to, you know, you know, to make a way for baby, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, but it got me thinking, oh my gosh, those receptors are also in our mouth too. It's not just only located in our vagina or yeah. uterus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes you sense. Yeah, I mean? It's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. And so I was like, 
interesting. I wonder what the connection with estrogen and progesterone is when it comes to digestion, because it's not just in our ovaries. We know that estrogen is in our brain. We know that, you know, all these things, you know, like we know that all these things exist, but we don't ever think about it as it's all over our body for some reason, whenever we talk about hormones and because we're focusing on one thing, I think, unfortunately, the listener, me, everybody thinks that it's only located in like the uterus. Long story short, I got on this like research digging of how is it connected to the gut and to find out that progesterone plays such an important role. And I'm going to read off these words and anybody with IBS, IBD, Crohn's is like, "Uh uh-huh, those words mean something to me, right? It doesn't really mean anything to people potentially who don't have chronic digestive issues. But when I read this off, you're going to be like, stop it. Right. So mobility, the simple fact that progesterone affects your mobile, your mobility, sorry, moving through the, uh, intestines, someone who is constipated is like, yes. Um, excuse me. I can sense that. I feel that I just feel like I'm backed up. I'm struggling to poop. Like I'm eating, but it's not coming out. I'm so, and so that's what we hear a lot of times. I'm so uncomfortable. How can I possibly eat more if I am like not pooping and I'm bloated? That's a valid, that's valid. That is uncomfortable. That is so uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to keep eating when nothing's coming out and you feel like it's just like, a car wreck, like no one's moving or like, it's like uh bumper to bumper traffic in like your digestive yeah. tract. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I mean? know. So talking about it induces relaxation in the smooth muscle. Um, I have one client specifically they found in her colonoscopy that everything was kind of like fine, but at the very end of her colon, it was really, really tense and tight. And therefore it was really hard for her to have a bowel movement. And I'm like, my goodness, that sucks. You know what I mean? For like the very end of your colon to be the part where like there, you know what I mean? Which is like, that's what we need in order to have a proper bowel movement. Like we need to have that relaxation all the way through, which really interests me in the vagus nerve, but that's a whole other vibe Mm -hmm. that I'm like digging into, but progesterone alleviates the hormones around there. I'm just telling you, it's just, therefore it induces relaxation. Yeah. That's an interesting twist on it. Right. But that, that makes perfect sense. And the, another thing to consider for those who don't have, um, you know, necessarily chronic digestive issues, but maybe like still experience constipation, right. Or, um, you know, eating so many high volume vegetables that you poop liquid, things like that. Um, super like any kind of anything happening that's not normal counts, right. As like a a digestive issue. And yeah, like you don't care what it's called whenever you can't poop. You're like, I, I don't yeah. care what it's called. I just need to poop. <laughs> so it's like, well, where do you start with this? Right. And this is where from a, a coaching perspective and th- you know, we're going to go over this type of thing in the certification. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sort of started, you start at the very beginning with the behaviors around food, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
think about how um, there's the mechanical aspect of digestion. So the first thought of food counts as the beginning of digestion, the preparation of food, you know, you're handling the food, you're cutting the food, you're smelling the food, um, you're cooking the food begins to create things like bile and the salivation process begins, which is what is like starting all the way down the digestive system. And so your stomach starts to growl, it starts to, um, to like start the motility and it begins creating Mm -hmm. space for the next meal to come. But when we're all eating on the go, when we're eating like tons of, you know, pre-prepared meals that are like, maybe just out of wrappers and things like that, we're sort of skipping those processes. And so those can be some of the places where the very beginning of like, um, you know, sharp pains in the stomach or just the feeling of not being hungry come from, or maybe you have a bowel movement and you can see like, wow, I didn't really digest that food well, or that was painful to get out. Or um, that came out like a little too quickly and a little too runny. Like how you behave around the food can really matter. And so from a holistic coaching perspective, before you even go down the route of like, okay, well, what's your specific chronic illness or what's your specific issue and how can we supplement for it? You know, we start with like, okay, well, how are you behaving around food? What foods are you eating way too much of, not enough of? How quickly are you eating? How much time are you spending with your food? Are you um, are you honoring the signal of hunger or are you setting it off? Like it can, from a, like a coaching one-on-one perspective, it starts there. Um, and then how much can that resolve? Right. Okay. Two weeks later, we're seeing improvements here, there. Okay. The next thing, how much does that resolve? The next thing, how much does that resolve? Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy, this is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea, and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. 
Yo, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Yeah. And to your point about that, um, honestly, I think we overestimate our ability to handle stress when really, when like realistically, I don't think that we'll ever have a full concept of how stress impacts us subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And even to the systems such as digestion, breaking down food, absorption, you know, moving through the GI tract, you know, pooping, just like all these things that like are done with, without our assistance, right. Cause they're like automatic, but even though like we can't, you know, control it ourselves, we can absolutely interfere with it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's something that's really interesting. Okay. So I had found what it is that progesterone does. It elevates the nitric oxide um, synthesis, which induces relaxation, which is, again, anybody <laughs> who has extensive digestive tract, you're like, yes, I need the relaxation in the smooth muscle <laughs> in order to have a bowel movement. You know what I mean? It's just one Absolutely. of those things where where, where it's like, guys, progesterone plays such an important role that we cannot put it in a vacuum and think it doesn't have um, a system-wide effect, right? And then the last one is that it decreases um, inflammatory cytokines in the digestive tract, which again, anybody who is dealing with inflammatory issues when it comes to digestive issues are like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. I would like a little bit of some progesterone to like help reduce that naturally. And so I just think it's one of those things of, um, yeah, that like, as you work to restore ovulation, we actually don't know what else these hormones have their fingers in as well. Right. You know, like, you know, like I like to think of it as like a tree with roots and the roots are going all different directions and it touches all the different places of the earth and it touches other things and other organisms and other parts of like the like ecosystem that, mm. um, it would be really foolish for us to think that estrogen and progesterone only benefit us, um, in our reproductive, uh, system. Absolutely. Um, and you had mentioned like, we don't fully even understand the impact that stress has. And I mean, I, we sometimes doubt it so much. It's like, I I doubt it's stress. I doubt it's emotional. I doubt, you know, it's like, it's way, it's definitely something more like that. I'm just super allergic to can't tolerate or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, look at animals and dogs, right? We've all had a nervous dog diarrhea all over our house. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you have a dog, you yeah. see how their stress impacts their digestive issue. And I, and we all can agree that that's happening with them. So it's definitely happening with us. And just funnily enough, y'all, as a, a two days ago on Monday, 
I actually released a bonus episode called How Stress Affects the Body. It's the audio of the YouTube video. So yeah, it's the audio of a YouTube video that I posted. So it's either on YouTube and it's the, the bonus episode before this where I go through just like, hey, high level science. Here's literally what happens in a chronic stress cycle and an acute stress cycle. And you see that at one point, um, the body shuts down non-essential functions. And this is smart and this is clever in both acute and chronic stress to help you manage, but how many of us are living in that state? So the goal of that is for you just to hear how it works so that you can like contextualize what's happening with the hypothalamus and the pituitary and the adrenals. And then you're like, oh, okay, I, I can see how I might be running that particular process constantly, the 20 minute process from start to finish constantly throughout my day and how it now makes sense that I can't poop. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, so I have this uh, great case study that I'm building and I'm excited to release to all you guys. We're going to do a different version of like case studies, um, really like data heavy along with like what exactly worked, what was, you know, for this particular situation. Um, and for this particular client, we had to address stress and this is not new. Like we're not like coming out like, and here's the secret. I, you know, like we had to address stress from like, uh, the nutritional standpoint. So nutritional stress being too low carb, um, stress in not believing in her body, like that constant story of I'm broken, I'm broken. I'm heading into, uh, menopause. Like, you know, like there's no point in doing this. Like, you know, like, like, everything about my body can't be trusted da, 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 to being really unhappy in her job. And whenever we addressed all three, this chick has been successfully pooping for 80 plus days, which is she's never done before. And to, again, to somebody who deals with chronic constipation and has gone so far as to do like a really strict low FODMAP, a way of eating, you know what I mean? And has thought that that was the answer to now mm. being able to increase her carbs significantly and being able to poop. It's really like, it's really taking her time to be like, oh my gosh, mm. it wasn't the FODMAP that saved me. It was the very carbs that I was avoiding along with right. addressing stress in so many different ways. And so um, now she's on the other side, she's a couple cycles in, and now we're having to realize, okay, because we've been hypersensitive to bloating and we think any amount of bloating is not normal and should not happen. And that means that there's something that there's wrong. What, like now we're trying to look at it from a different lens of like, okay, my body does know what she's doing. She's capable. She works. I can trust her in, in this area too. And always be like, okay, what is normal bloating? And what is bloating that is actually something that we should look into, right? And really, but that requires us to be observational Mm -hmm. instead of judgmental in these next few cycles to see, okay, what is normal for you? What is, you know what I mean? What is not type of thing. 
And plus a good old. It is, it absolutely is an investigation process. Absolutely. There absolutely is no way of looking at someone and being like, okay, it's this. No, we have to dig deep. We have to see your behaviors, your emotions, your history, and then look literally at your symptoms. How are you reacting and start systematically making changes and observing improvements. Um, And it, it's a lot of work, right? So it's like, you know, massive respect for people who, who have say enough is enough and I'm undertaking this process and I'm mm. going to get my health back. Um, Cause it's, you know, every single day, every single meal, every single time you go to the bathroom, it's like digestive issues on top of trying to get your period back at the same time together is no small thing. And so people absolutely need support. So if you, if oh, you're yeah. a coach, if you're a coach, like you have to have massive compassion. You have to have, um, you have to be very encouraging. You have to explain what we're doing, what we're looking for, how long this type of thing might take, what to expect, being absolutely realistic. And then as um, a client or as somebody going through this, you know, we don't recommend you do that kind of thing alone. Like have support, have, um, you know, a doctor who gets it and you trust and isn't just like, well, you take like a laxative every day. Um, you know, isn't just like, here's something to manage your symptoms, you know, but is like, okay, let's get to the bottom of why this is happening. And from a root cause perspective. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing to remember, it's just kind of like the benefits of progesterone that I um, just shared is we can't get that benefit until we ovulate. And that is why working towards ovulation and uh, digestive health it's not exactly separate tracks. It's really not, you know, like we're going in the same direction. And so I think that's one of those things, okay, well, what would be the worst case scenario of working on restoring your ovulation while working towards digestive health would be, oh, now you have progesterone. Now you have estrogen and progesterone and now your body can um, start functioning properly with these hormones. That's not you know what I mean? I don't see how that puts you at risk for anything. You know what I mean? And obviously this is not a blanket statement for anybody. You know what I mean? Um, and honestly, I think that, you know, like we haven't really touched on it quite yet, but there's a lot of, uh, food fear that comes with individuals. So now we have to add that whole thing. Is that like, we have like, you know, like we're convinced and now, And now we believe that this particular food will absolutely derail us. And you know what I mean? And so now we have to actually retry some of those foods now that you are restored to see if that is still the case. Like, is that still true? Or was this like a crazy mix of mental stress, emotional stress, digestive stress, hormonal stress. And then you ate that food and then your body was like, yeah, we're not doing it. Right. So like there is this place of once you're restored, kind of going back and being like, okay, well, I thought I couldn't have milk. And I'm not saying go sit there and like drink an entire milkshake, but what I am saying is let's try some butter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how does that go? How does, you know, how does some grass fed butter go? You know what I mean? This is okay. why I'm such a big fan of um of pushing like higher fat content animal products. Yes. It's such an easy way to get nutrition and lubrication in into yeah. the digestive system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So I think that's just one of those things of, I'm not saying that recover and everything will be better. No, we've worked with too many women to know that you, you do have significant uh, digestive issues, but let's solve what we can together. And then let's refer you out to someone within our network who that we trust, who is knowledgeable about HA, you know what I mean? So that like, they don't put you on such a strict protocol that you wind up back in HA because you are eating like two or five different foods. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think that's really interesting as well too, is that, um, sometimes, um, people in the women's hormone space in digestive space, like just don't talk. And then therefore it can really be uh, just frustration for the client in general. So just being yeah. mindful of who you refer them to, like, like you like, do they value hormonal health? <laughs> Are they knowledgeable about what happens whenever you, you under eat and recommend that someone starts fasting? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, do they take in consideration how this might create disordered eating? You know what I mean? Um, and so one of the things that I really liked that Danny and I went to last year was reconnect and restore. And every one of those practitioners, even though like they were in their different fields, understood that whenever you create strict protocols, you have to be mindful of the emotional and mental impact that has on the client because, um, yes, like you could solve their gut issues and now they're walking away with the, with, with like disordered eating or like an eating disorder. And now like not saying that their gut issues aren't healed, but I'm sure they're going to now have gut issues again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it's just really important. And that's why we're really picky and choosy <laughs> about who we recommend out to and stuff. Yeah. Ah, good stuff. I don't know, guys, I hope that this was helpful. You know, again, it's a really loaded topic, but if the if the only thing you kind of walk away with today is, you know, you have to start working on recovery in order to heal digestion versus the other way around, and that there is absolutely evidence to show that, you know, most of your digestive issues can be alleviated at least to some degree. And if you are chronically dieting and under-exercising and you don't have hormones being produced, like that's actually the issue. And it's not just that you're, you were born that way. Like, it's just not. And I know that can be like really hard to hear for some people who have just been like, this is me. I just have IBS, you know, I get it, but. Yeah. And really this holds even like hits home should be hitting home if all of a sudden you have random food sensitivities pop up and become extreme it's not just because you turn 30 (laughs) okay (laughs) you know what I mean if you're like this kind of comes out of the blue meaning you did not have digestive issues before and they have popped up along with your journey with your HA journey like this is a bigger sign for you that this is strongly connected you didn't go 30 years being able to like have butter and then all of a sudden now you can't something happened yeah 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 something definitely happened Uh, all right well thank you guys for for joining Ashley and I listen 
um, enrollment for the a holistic HA practitioner certification is open. It's open all of this month. You have the ability to chat with Ashley or I, um, book a discovery call to see if becoming a coach is right for you. If taking this certification is right for you uh, in an upcoming episode, I think a couple of weeks from now, what am I going to do? What are we going to do here? Um, <laughs> March, March 15th, Ash, we're going to answer the question. How do you know if Ooh. you're ready to become a coach? Um, but you can have that conversation with us. Go to the website and get um, sort of a yes, get download the syllabus, check it out, learn about the certification mm-hmm. what we're going to cover. The certification is accredited. Um, the certification is going to look awesome on your resume, but more importantly, um, it's going to give you all of the tools and skills and quite frankly, the framework that Ashley and I use with our clients. Um, including our clients with digestive issues, including our clients with, you know, what other issues? All the issues, actually. Uh, I mean, I just wrote like, all the uh, issues. <laughs> I mean, what, yes. you know what I mean? And it's funny. It's we, like the, the digestive issue is just such a huge one, but, you know, it re- is. restoring relationships with food, restoring relationships with exercise, restoring relationships with mindful eating and with your body all at the same time as being able to use science evidence-based information, the fertility awareness method, all of those things to actually make legitimate protocols and get actual results for your clients, not just, um, you know, getting on a call with someone and encouraging them to eat more, but like, actually, Hey, this is why this is how, and we're going to give you that framework and all of the soft skills you need to help people who are in a really difficult stage, uh, make change and make meaningful change. Right. Yeah. And um, sign up for our newsletter. We're going to be dropping nuggets, weekly mm-hmm. nuggets that um, you'll, that like will be found in the certification and how the certification will expound upon it. So if that is kind of your vibe, no fluff <laughs> nuggets. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> if you're, if you're thinking about becoming, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting into coaching or just opening up your practice or what you talk about um, to HA a bit more. Yeah. Just get on the newsletter because we are sharing more um, yes, educational nuggets around mm-hmm. different aspects of HA and the body and hormones. And you can just kind of like get in on those bits of knowledge. So that's free. Yeah. Just head to the mm-hmm. HA society.com. Maybe yeah. Still like sign up to get the syllabus. Cause then that will put you straight on the oh, wait list yeah, for yeah. the program. And then that means that you will get all of the emails. So that's a good way to do it. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. This was fun. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> hey there. It's me, Danny, And I want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method, both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device. So you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. 
And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify your whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHASociety. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and and use um, AFHASociety at the checkout, That will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is of course dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there but i may even recommend it for just everyone in general get your husbands on it get your partners on it if you have a history of ha and add on top of that maybe a history of the pill maybe you've been pregnant before you know through treatments or other like you've just your body's been through anything you know you're absolutely 100 percent dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my 
favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.